Hey you! Welcome to the Mindset Enthusiast Podcast. I'm Lydia and I'm a university student who decided to not settle for anything less than great. In this podcast, I help you break free of others' expectations and find out what is possible for your life. I talk about positive psychology, mindset, plus give you tips and tricks that you can implement today to be more fulfilled tomorrow. And the most amazing part is that we get to do it together. Because guess what? I'm not there yet. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Mindset Enthusiast Podcast. So I'm super excited for this episode because we are interviewing Case Kenny, who is an author, a podcaster based in Chicago. He also created a 60-day journal called The New Mindset Journal and wrote the book Single is Your Superpower. His podcast is named New Mindset Who This. I've listened to a lot of his episodes and I really like his simplistic approach to personal development, which is why I'm so, so excited to have him on the show today. And per usual, his info will all be in the show notes. So make sure to check that out and tag the both of us with your takeaways on Instagram if you enjoy this episode. All right, Case, I'm so excited to have you on here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Um, I'm sure some people in the audience already know you. And for those of them who haven't listened to your podcast yet or haven't read your book, can you give us a brief overview of kind of who you are and what you're all about? Yeah, of course. Um, hello, I'm Case Kenny. I'm a, I would say I'm a podcaster, writer and um, you know, musical recording artist. Um, I have a podcast called New Mindset Who Dis. Um, and then I have a couple books that I've written, one called Single is Your Superpower. And then I have two journals that I've created. One's called The New Mindset Journal. The other one is called Unbothered. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm just a guy. I'm 32. I live in Chicago. Um, you know, I, I talk about all things mindfulness as it applies to basically every area of life, whether that's dating, whether that's just passion and purpose and self-confidence. Really, I think everything comes down to how aware are you of yourself and your truth and what drives you? Um, so yeah, everything I do, everything I create um, is derived from that. I also do these things called music and mindfulness mixes where I team up with different DJs and um, producers and we create dance music guided meditations, which are pretty unique, really upbeat, um, but they're really popular. I release about one a month um, and it just uh, puts you in a really cool state of mind. So yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I love those, like the music mindfulness podcasts of yours. I think they're really original and unique, like you said. And I know you first got started with a blog called Pursuit, like Pursuit.com. And you often say that you just love writing in general. But were you always, um, were you always about that? Or how did you kind of get into writing about personal growth in particular? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. So I started something called Pursuit in 2014. And that was just basically me wanting to write in general. I've always written. I wrote throughout high school. I went to Notre Dame. I wrote for the school newspaper. Um, so I've always written either creatively um, or, you know, quote, professionally. Um, so I started Pursuit in 2014 as just a, an outlet. And it was all over the place. I talked about, you know, men's lifestyle, clothing, random topics. Um, but then, um, and I did that for a while, but 
starting in like 2016, 2017, 2018, I was like, I really want to challenge myself and talk about things that can um, be beneficial to me, namely like my own personal growth. So I just started blogging more about self-development topics. Um, and that started to get a lot of traction. Pursuit blew up to be this like email list of over 200,000 people. Then somewhere in the mix there, I also started the podcast as a means to like really challenge myself. I was like, it's one thing to sit at a computer and write. You can really kind of hide behind your words, but I think it's another thing to talk. Um, I think your truth really comes out when you push yourself to talk and be live and be honest. So I was like, I'm going to do this. So I started doing the podcast and then that, that blew up even more and kind of that led me to what I do and who I am today. Yeah, and I think that's like such an intimate platform also. Like blogging is pretty intimate too, but when you add your voice and all these like videos also, I think that can really help people get to know you on a deeper level. But you often describe yourself as being just a dude bro guy living <laughs> life, uh, sharing some perspective. Although I think you're pretty successful now. Like you've sold thousands of books, like your your two journals, um, you have a successful podcast also, but you're still very humble about it, which is something that I really admire in successful people. So how are you able to stay humble throughout that amazing journey of yours? Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, yeah, I've humbly been very successful. I mean, I've it, this year has been the craziest year of my life. Like, and again, this is just meant to provide context, but I've sold millions and millions of dollars worth of journals from my apartment in Chicago. Like, it's absolutely insane what has happened this year. The podcast is top 10 in the US. Insane. I gained a hundred and some thousand followers in the last five months. It's insane. But like, for me, it doesn't like, I don't, I never, I don't want to be known as an entrepreneur. I don't want to be known as a successful businessman. Like, yeah, I need to make a living for sure. Yeah. It feels good to have money. Okay. But like, that's not what I want my legacy to be. And I'm very adamant about that. Like I worked my entire career in sales. So I've always been able to make money. Like sales is, is very rewarding if you're good at it. And I was always good at it. So like, I've always known what it's like to have money, to be able to earn money, to be, you know, to, to execute and to, to do well. So like, to me, I realized that that, that is not that important to me. Like I was always, I was able to make money, but I wasn't fulfilled creatively. And like, it did not matter how much money I was able to make or how many sales quotas I was able to hit. Like it, there was always something missing. So for me, it is so important to me to have that, that creative fulfillment, but then also like the impact fulfillment. So like, to me, that's why I, I literally define myself as a dude bro guy. For one, I am kind of just a dude. Like I like working out in house music and Chipotle and kind of just being a guy. Um, but also I, I say that just to define myself as a human rather than an entrepreneur. Like that's who I am. And I, and I think for one, I do that because it helps me relate to people. Um, like, I don't know, I, to be honest, I've never really liked to listen to, podcasts or people who define themselves as an expert that always seemed a bit disingenuous to me. So like, I don't call myself an expert. I don't call myself a, you know, business, business guy or self-made entrepreneur or anything like that. I just, just the, just the guy who shares my perspective. And I've been lucky enough to be able to build a business around it, um, which I'm extremely grateful to be able to do. Um, and who knows, maybe the business won't continue to do well. Um, but that won't matter to me because I, I have this impact. So I'm very adamant about that. Like it means a lot to me to be able to define myself by who I really am. Um, 
and that's you know i i always stand by that even i have like my advisors are like well, why don't you call yourself an expert like you need to call yourself an expert like the how like you need to get more press like you need like that's why people are gonna believe you i'm like well i would rather be true to myself because it's worked really well um so so yeah i can go on and on about that topic but i <laughs> i'm just a dude so i'm not going to be anything other than that yeah and i think it makes you that much more relatable and that much more real and people can really see when you're being fake about whatever it is so that's a really good thing that you're being real and you're being yourself keep doing that um and to come out with so many episodes like you have 247 at the moment we're talking yeah. and you must do a lot of personal development to come up with all these topics so can you run us through what a typical day in your life looks like and how you integrate that part of mindfulness, personal development, reading, listening to podcasts into what you do? Yeah, it's actually a lot more time consuming than people think. I feel like a lot of people are like, Case, man, he's got the great life. He just goes and takes a picture of a quote. He, you know, spends 20 minutes recording a podcast and he's successful. It's like, it's not like that at all. Like no. it is a grind. Yeah. Um, It is a grind um, for sure. But yeah, I mean, my process, like my daily process is, is pretty simple. Like I think what I'm really good at is, is empathy and then creating from a place of empathy. Like all I really need is to see, observe or read or hear something and use that as a prompt. Like that's why I like always ask people to DM me because I get a lot of oxygen from that. Like give me a problem that you're facing tell me a relationship is issue that you're having. Let me read something about a uh, lack of self-confidence. And then I can see that and be like, Oh, what do I think about it? And then I can't really explain how I do it, but I sit down, I put on music and it just like, it just like comes out. Um, so it's not a very advanced process, but I mean, there, there's a lot to being a successful writer and podcaster. I mean, my podcast process, it takes me, you know, just to, to create a 17 minute podcast that'll take me about four hours um, I do that twice a week um, the quotes and, and all that that those are all from the podcast so generally um, it's pretty easy there but I mean I have an entire business built around what I do I mean I've got my e-commerce stuff I've got um, some tv stuff that I'm working on I've got future books like every book that I create takes at least four months of development so if I want to release a book this coming spring of 2021, I, I have to be working on it right now and like be almost done with it right now. Um, so yeah, I'm always just working on different things, but, um, ultimately, yeah, it, it comes down to, um, you know, observing something, hearing something, being asked something, and then using that as, as a quote, it is funny, like 247 episodes on self-development people are like, how have you never, have you not run out of things to talk about? Like self-development is the broadest topic in the world. Yeah. I mean, there's so many ways that we can better ourselves uh, as humans. So I don't think I'll ever run out of content. So as long as I keep observing and hearing and listening, I think I'll always have something to talk about. Yeah. And I think a lot of people underestimate that process because to, cre to create 17 minutes or even 10 minutes of good quality podcast content, that takes a couple of hours if you want to have the right ideas and the yep. right things to hit on and you don't want to have too much fluff in there. So I can talk for myself too around that. Like that takes a while. Um, and from listening to your podcast and reading your posts on Instagram, you seem to be pretty deep and self-aware and... Um, you're certainly not afraid to talk about like 
your issues, your feelings, and being a man in a Western world that we both live in, I think that can sometimes be an issue for people um, who prescribe to toxic masculinity. So I don't know if you're if you're comfortable talking about that, but were you always that way? And have you ever dealt with any kind of backlash on that matter? Yeah, so I would say I was like, up until I started the podcast, I was pretty like not emotional like I wouldn't like talk about you know feelings or thoughts or whatever like I started the podcast as a means to challenge myself to do it and to like almost be like hyperbolic about it to like take it to an extreme not just be like oh I'm gonna be honest it's like no I'm gonna be like super honest to the point of like whoa like that was my whole thing like now I was on a podcast the other day and the way they introduced me is Case Kenny a guy who likes to lift weights and share his feelings and I kind of lean into that as a joke like oh, I like to share my feelings and it's not like it's not like I sit down. I'm like, I'm feeling anxious right now. It's like, no, I just, I'm just super honest about everything. And I share personal life experiences to back it up. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think in general, the whole idea of toxic masculinity, um, I don't know, like, I don't know where it comes from necessarily. I think men, I don't think it comes like, I don't think men are less inclined to share their emotions because there's all this backlash that, um, you know, kind of, uh, makes that point of view real for folks, for, for men. But like, I don't know, I think men in general are just afraid of like, what if, like, what if I share this feeling and it was perceived this way versus like actually having proof that sharing your, your thoughts and your emotions and your feelings is bad. Um, I've never had any backlash men, women, whoever listens to me, no one's ever been like case like you're being too emotional like no one's ever said that to me ever everyone is so nice and so supportive so like I, like i see nothing but upside as a man to share you know to be vulnerable to be honest to be self-aware like it has done nothing but served me well in my growth and who i want to be so yeah i mean that's my whole thing like i everything i do has to be based in my own experiences for one as a content creator i think it's kind of hypocritical if I were just to, to talk on the podcast about hypothetical things. So I have to base it on my own experiences. And in order to do that, I have to be honest with myself and other people. So it's kind of like I've created this system where like I have to be honest, otherwise I would have nothing of value to say. So I've kind of created this ecosystem myself that requires me to do it. And it just, it feels good. Like, I don't know, like before the podcast, like you said, I seem self-aware. And I think that's the whole thing. Like, I think I've become very self-aware through this process of always asking myself questions of journaling of things like that. Whereas before just never really had the, the impetus to do it. So I think a lot of men probably want to be more self-aware, probably want to be more honest, but they just haven't found the means or the catalyst or the motivation to do it. So hopefully by my example, more people, men, women, whoever kind of um, find the inclination to, to do it or start a journey like that. Yeah, but that actually surprises me that you've never had some kind of backlash, but that's amazing for you. Um, but what advice would you give to a guy who's listening right now and he feels called to do some kind of creative project that requires him to be more vulnerable than um, like the normal? What kind of advice would you give him to not fear the judgment? I mean, I say just do it. I mean, I like I... I feel like I'm a dude's dude. Like I'm just a dude. I played lacrosse. I played hockey. I like house music. I am somewhat of a tool sometimes. Like it is what it is. That's who I am. Um, but I also 
it's like arts and crafts time at Case Kenny's apartment. Like I am taking pictures of quotes. I'm writing on coffee cups. I have all this. I'm looking over here. I have a bunch of pink paper, blue paper, purple paper. I have like my apartment maybe is overly feminine. I don't even know. Like who cares? <laughs> Regardless, I'm a dude who posts quotes on the internet, take pictures of my feet on the internet. Like, and I don't think that defines me necessarily. Like you can be any combination of things that you want in life. You could be a meathead and a poet. Like I made that example the other day. Like, like just because you decide to be creative in a way that is a bit more vulnerable or isn't as masculine as you would think, that doesn't all of a sudden define you. It only enhances your portfolio of who you are. So like, I think a lot of men are be like, yo, if I were to do something creative or artistic, like all of a sudden people are going to be like, oh, that like, that's, that's who you are. And I would say for one, be proud of that facet being part of who you are, but also realize that you're multifaceted. You're going to have all these different things about you. Like, I think that's the coolest thing. I think it's so cool to be able to sit down and be sensitive and write poetry. And then the next minute, put on headphones and listen to dubstep and go lift, you know, bench press 225 pounds and then go to the club that night. Like what cooler combination of your interest is that so cool. Like that's the power of being human. Like you can have all these different facets. And for men, I don't know, maybe men's inclination is I need to define myself singularly by my, my confidence and my masculinity. I'm like, that's part of who you are for sure. But the other parts also make you human and you'd be lying to yourself if you didn't like the, this, that, or the other. Like, I think pink is a, I love pink. I think it's the coolest freaking color in the world. Like, just like, I'm just throwing random examples at you, but yeah, I mean, I, I think to answer your question, I would say just, just do it and try it. I mean, it's going to be rewarding. Um, yeah. I don't know. I've really grown to not care what people think anymore. Uh, like entirely. Like I used to, I walk around Chicago a lot, taking these pictures of these quotes and people stop me all the time because I have a big Chicago following, but I used to be like, so like nervous about it. I wouldn't want people to know what I'm doing, you know? like I would take these pictures and I would wait until people pass by so that they didn't see me. And it's like, now like I'll stop in the middle of Michigan Avenue and I'll take my picture. I don't care. So you just got to get to the point where that's the case. And the only way to get to that point is to try is to publish is to create is to say it, whatever. So yeah, I'm pretty passionate about that. And hopefully that inspires some guys to, to kind of I'm step sure out. it will. And some people do, do people stop you sometimes while you take pictures of your coffee or whatever in the middle of the street? Oh, yeah. yeah, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, and now let's talk a little bit about your book, Single is Your Superpower, which came out not too long ago. It's half journal, half book, and you basically help people catch feelings for themselves. And it's very lighthearted, but impactful. Um, and it's a way to push people to be honest with themselves. But then You often say that you don't consider yourself some type of relationship expert or just an expert in general. And considering that the self-development world is so, so large, why did you choose to speak or rather write about that topic in particular? Yeah. So I know like I did uh, almost 100 episodes before I even started talking about dating and relationships because I still don't think I'm an expert on it. I don't think I don't think anyone can say they're a dating expert. Like humans are far too variable for you to say that. Um, I think you can say that you have powerful perspective to be helpful. Um, and that's what I've discovered about myself. I started, I was, people were like, what are your thoughts on breakups? What are your thoughts on ghosting? What are your thoughts on being single? 
And I was like, all right, I'll tell you what, I will give you my thoughts and we'll go from there. And I just started giving my thoughts on the podcast and people were like, wow, this is epic. This is amazing. Like super relatable because again, my source of truth is my experience. So I, I can only talk about what I've experienced. And I started doing that and people started going nuts um, about it and saying it was really helpful. So I was like, well, you know, I'm going to lean into what is helpful for people. And it's cool that I get to combine mindfulness with something that is also relevant to me being a single guy in my thirties. So I was like, cool, why not? Because this helps people. It also helps me. Um, so I started doing more and more episodes on the topic of dating and relationships. Um, and then I decided to create the book and I called it singles, your superpower, because there's this, this assumption that being single is a bad thing. Yeah. That being single means you're falling behind. That being single means there's something wrong with you. You can't find a partner, so on and so forth. People who are single, they, they overthink, they doubt themselves, they get all in their heads. And I created the book not to, not to encourage people to be single, um, not to be like, yo, you should break up, like don't date, be single, like screw around, whatever. Um, I created it just as a means to show you that if you are single, it's an incredible, incredible gift that you have in the moment because you can learn all these things about yourself. And I did all these chapters and exercises on that. And also like the biggest thing that I always talk about, about being single to kind of combat that assumption that being single is a bad thing. It's like any person that I ask who's married or, you know, my parents or, you know, grandparents who have been married for a long time. Um, it's like, if you ask them, do you regret being single? No one's ever going to say they, reg they regret being single. Looking back, you're never going to regret being single. The things that you're going to regret are being in relationships that aren't right for you and staying in a relationship for too long, dating the wrong kind of people. You're never going to regret being single. So I, I use that as a mindset to like, it, cause being single can be lonely. Like I get that for sure. And in the moment you could feel lonely. Fast forward 10 years where you're married with kids or whatever, you're not going to look back and be like, man, I really regretted being single. I just think that's impossible. I genuinely do. Um, so yeah, I created this book and it's, it's half book, half um, kind of like journal style um, exercises and prompts. Um, I'm really big on creating um, things that aren't just lean back and read. I like creating things that are lean forward and lean back at the same time. So um, yeah, it's a short read. It's like 200 pages and a bunch of exercises and it kind of just encourages people to use their single time to find clarity, to discover why they're dating, to discover what they want so that when they do date, they're more intentional about it and they, you know, have more of uh, a sense of clarity about what they're doing and why they're doing it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And you're actually, you just answered my next question, but I was also wondering, so the title of the book is single is your superpower, but can, do you think people who are in a, in a relationship who are happy, can they read it and still get something out of it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the core tenant of it is why, like why? Why are you dating the people you're dating? Why are you dating at all? You know, what are the things you're looking for in a person? I think if you're in a relationship, it's always helpful to remind yourself of that why. Because I mean, relationships can get boring. You can get, you know, grass is greener syndrome. Um, so I think it's always important to remind you why. Like, why are you dating that person? What is the feeling that they give you that is so important to you that you chose them in the first place? And use that to remind yourself or if you're in a relationship and you're feeling stagnant and you ask yourself that question and you're like, this isn't aligning with my why anymore. Well then maybe you need to make a decision that's best for you and your partner. So yeah, it's, it's super relevant. I mean, 
mostly single people pick it up, but I've definitely had people in relationships pick it up who are maybe struggling or trying to kind of make sense of what they're doing. And um, it's helpful on, on both sides, I found. Because again, it's all rooted in self-awareness. Like self-awareness is the key to everything, of course, whether you're in a relationship or whether you're single. Yeah, of course, of course. And if you could give like one advice, just like in the personal development world, what do you think there's if there was one thing that every single person should be aware or should know or should be able to execute what is it um well one of the things that i talk about a lot um is this idea and it's super simple but i put it in, in a way that makes sense to me it's this idea that in in life in any sense of life whether that's dating or business or entrepreneurship or self-development your confidence or whatever there's no one right way to do things Um, so I say that a lot. And the sentence that I say that kind of always helped me make sense of it is that there's no right way to do something in life, but there is a wrong way. And the wrong way is to think that there's a right way. And I say it like that because a lot of the times we really get in our head about where we are in life. We think we're falling behind because we look out and we see that couple who's super happy. We see that entrepreneur who's super successful. We see that person in their career just crushing it. And we're like, well, that's not me. Therefore, they must have the right way and I have the wrong way. Therefore, I am wrong, I am bad, I'm unlovable, so on and so forth. We put ourselves in a corner by this assumption that there are specific right ways to do things in life and we have to find them. And then we put ourselves in a corner even more when we observe other people and we compare ourselves to them. But the, the most liberating truth you could have, of course, is that there is no right way. There are many, many, many right ways. There are so many right ways to be single. There are so many right ways to do business. There are so many right ways to develop confidence. There's no one right way. And I've proven this myself. I make a living from taking pictures of my feet out in Chicago. You, you were to tell me that years ago, I would say, no, that is the wrong way. <laughs> so like, it, it's just, it's super liberating to me to, to do that. Like, there's no right way to develop confidence. A lot of people say, oh, to develop confidence, you have to walk up to every pretty woman you see and ask them out. That's how you develop confidence. Like, no, that's not how you develop confidence. I can develop confidence here in my apartment in Chicago in any which way, by writing, by sharing my emotions, like so many different ways. So I, I don't know. I think that's just super important. I think that's ignited a lot of creativity in me from a business perspective. Um, it's ignited a lot of self-confidence in me from a personal perspective. It's given me... Um, much more of a, a feeling of date with no pressure because I'm not trying to fit a mold, which I think, oh, the right way to date is to go on five dates a week. It's to be on every dating app. It's to do this, that, and the other. Like, it's not the case at all. So anyway, I think that's a big truth. I think it really helps people take the pressure off themselves and to stop comparing themselves. And those two things are like two of the biggest handcuffs you could have in your life. So I think once you escape that, you're going to be in a much better Um, more like self-compassionate position yeah perfect that's so amazing and such a good way to look at I think that englobes kind of every personal development topic is just knowing that there's no right way or one way to do things so um, what are your future products projects fill us in on what you're excited about in the upcoming few months or year Yeah, a bunch of different things. Um, well, I'm releasing a new journal in January. So I don't know when this is being released, but in January, I'm releasing another journal. It's called Unbothered. Um, it's basically another 60 days, but very focused on 
unburdening yourself of things that make you anxious. So living what I call an unbothered mindset. That's coming out in January. Also in January, I'm releasing a course with a company called Himalaya, Himalaya.com. Um, it's kind of like masterclass, but for audio, they've got a bunch of big names on there. So I'm releasing a course on how to make the next year your biggest year yet by minimizing regret in your life. How do you live a life without regret? So I'm releasing that. Also in January, I'm starting um, to do YouTube as well. Um, I feel like to my point earlier, it's like the stages of being vulnerable as a creator go writing, podcasting, video. So that's what I'll be doing in January. Um, and then I'm, I'm doing a bunch of music stuff next year with some big names. I've got my second album coming out, bunch of stuff. So really exciting. <laughs> I got, I got a lot going on. Um, but it's all, all the same stuff, mindfulness and in, in different ways, whether it's a video or music or podcasting or, or writing. That's so cool. What will your videos be about? Like, will you, will it be kind of mini podcasting clips? Yeah, they're going to be like four to six minute long clips um, in a cool way. I feel, I've seen a lot of podcasters try to do video. Um, and what they do is they just sit down and record themselves like this. And that's not what I want to do. I want to keep it super upbeat and engaging and moving fast. So it, it's going to be, I think it's going to be unique. We'll see how it does. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. It's just another way to challenge myself. So see how it goes. That's really exciting. Okay. So thank you so much for being on the showcase and I will put like everything that we've talked about in the show notes in case you guys want to check out the podcast, check out the book, check out the two journals, um, his YouTube channel. So yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm excited to continue that self-development journey with you. If you love this episode, make sure to share it with a friend or post it on social media and then tag me so I can personally say thank you for helping me spread the message. I love you very much and I am going to see you in the next episode.